0: It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings.
1: And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Well, the weekend has come and gone far too fast. Already landed back on a Monday, August the 7th and office vacancy rates in Sydney now they're expensive, which we know, which has some people talking about converting empty office buildings into housing. Data from the Property Council of Australia shows over one-fifth of office spaces in Crow's Nest, St Leonard's, Parramatta and North Sydney are vacant and the CBD's vacancy rate is 11.5%. Now some experts suggest converting empty office spaces into homes to alleviate the pressure on the housing market. Now does that sound bonkers or like a good idea to you? Well we will find out a little bit later on the answer this week to that question. But this morning we are headed off to the Gold Coast and joining us there is Victoria and Alex. How is the Gold Coast treating you? Oh, good morning. Oh, the
2: Gold Coast is fabulous as always. Good morning, Craig. It's uh, bright and sunny here.
1: It's been a while since we spoke to you. I think you've been pretty busy, haven't you, Victoria, with one thing or another?
3: (laughs) That's right. Absolutely. We've had a big event recently, a big auction event. So we've been really tied up with that. And we're still finding the great news is we're finding lots of people still coming up from um, interstate, overseas, going through our open homes and handling. Going up at the auction, which is always exciting, and really good clearance rate. So things are great on the Gold Coast. Everyone still wants to seem to move here, which we're more than happy to accommodate with, of course. (laughs) And uh, gearing up for getting ready for spring to get some uh, buyers and sellers together and make them all happy.
1: (laughs) Well, yes, spring—it's not too far away next month. It's a bit of a barometer, isn't it? As as a run up towards uh, springtime. If you guys are, are finding some successes with those auctions now could be even more buoyant for you next month. Certainly. So we now holding a auction campaign
2: every quarter, not to go on about auctions, but we're just finding that there's a bit more structure coming back into the market. so it's not so run and gun as it was in COVID. And to see winter campaigns based around the end of financial year working, it, it tells us things are normalizing since COVID. COVID to me seems like a lifetime ago, but actually wasn't that long ago. So, yeah, so we're we're very keen to see what the spring and into the summer will bring us.
1: All right. So that is Victoria and Alex there on the very sunny Gold Coast this morning. We will come back and talk more about the Gold Coast next. Each week,
0: we bring you in-depth real estate discussions, including inspiring stories from homeowners, knowledgeable real estate professionals and economists. Whether you're a buyer, seller, or just a real estate enthusiast, we are your ultimate property podcast.
1: And right now it is time for another thirty-second property tip, and we are going to Chris Sherry, auctioneer there in Sydney. Good morning, Chris. What have you got for us?
4: My first tip would be to slow the auction down. Whether you would like to ask the auctioneer a question during the proceedings of the auction, or even better to that, instead of asking or instead of giving a ten thousand or twenty thousand dollar bid, maybe make it a five thousand seven hundred and fifty dollar bid. Or make it a $23,200 bid just to be able to make the auctioneer think and also make him stop the momentum of the auction proceeding.
1: How often does that actually happen?
4: It's funny you actually ask. I had a, had a person who was bidding on behalf of, so a buyer's agent, and this was only a matter of four weeks ago. They tried to be like similar to the block and unfortunately they had the wrong auctioneer in front of them, which was myself. And uh, we professionally uh, diverted around that course, but we certainly, he, he continued to do it throughout the course of the auction um, until it got to a point where we were over reserve and then we started allowing what he was trying to do. But um, th- it's starting to see it a lot more out there in the marketplace uh, rather than people just listening to. And doing the the rounder bids. So you've got to mo- slow the momentum of an auction down. The best way of doing that is either asking a question or alternatively changing up the bid formation to make other buyers get maybe a little bit frustrated. Once they're frustrated, then that's when they may lose interest. But secondly to that, to stop the momentum of the in proceeding.
0: Let's fuel your passion for property together. Join us along with our industry experts to help inspire and inform your next real estate decision.
1: Well, it's a Monday, so how did you get on with your spending over the weekend? The CPI, of course, tells us that we are spending less. Retail spending has declined as many of us prioritise paying off those rents and mortgages. Suddenly, and this is really bad, isn't it? Suddenly, that coffee many of us took for granted is being reined in. It's being seen as a complete luxury because every single cent at the moment does count in these uncertain times. let's check on your birthday calls for today for August the 7th. If you're celebrating, let's hope the birthday cake tastes pretty good. Also turning a year older is Charlize Theron, the South African actor. She's turning 48. And David Duchovny, a from the X Files. Of course, we've got a generation now that doesn't know what the X Files is. He is turning 63. <phone rings> It's the main centre forecast. And around the country, let's have a look at the weather and first we go to Sydney unfortunately some bad news grab the brolly and the raincoat some showers in your forecast for a Monday, 18 degrees Melbourne expecting mainly fine, little bit of cloud cover with 15 Brisbane also a cloudy Monday, 40% chance of maybe a little bit of rain today, 23 is your forecast high, the place most definitely to be as the sunshine continues is Perth today. Plenty of blue sky, a little bit of cloud cover late in the afternoon, 23 is your forecast high.
0: Remember to follow us on any of the podcast platforms so you never miss a real estate podcast. You can follow us on Apple, Spotify and Amazon. Know your property with us. Ready to take your real estate knowledge to the next level?
1: So are we. And it is a Monday morning. We are back with Victoria and Alex there on the Gold Coast. And Victoria, I just wanted to mention some of these prices. If you have a look at Mermaid Beach, the median house price in June of last year compared to June this year, gee, a big decline, 19%. Labrador had a decline of 10%. Jacobs well. That was down 8%. And my beloved uh, Paradise Point, which is just a fantastic place to go to have a coffee or a nice meal, a decline of 14%. That really surprised me. So some of those prices, did they surprise you guys?
3: Look, it's an interesting question because, um, admittedly, there might have been less buyers around in the market, which could be contributing to that. But what we found in the sales that we're making, and I guess we are talking as Alex and Victoria, because that's what we do every day, is that we're actually still getting the premium price and, and top prices. And that's not to just talk about ourselves, but with the prestige sales that we do, uh, we're finding that we're still getting the record-breaking sales. So whilst potentially there could be less buyers affecting other markets, uh um, uh, with the market we're selling in, we're always making sure we've got the right marketing, it's, You know, finding the right buyer, and then they will
2: actually pay the premium because there's still competition for that luxury home. The other factor in those figures is that if they're down, say 10%, they're coming down off 30 to 40% increases from two years earlier. I always kind of take the percentage increase and de- decrease slightly with a grain of salt because one argues that the prices are actually always fairly much the same when you offset them against the interest rates. It's just a disproportionate value that goes in the homeowner's pocket versus what you're paying to the bank over that longer period. You could argue that you know there's a decrease of 10%. Well, that's because the interest rates did have a slight impact on the pricing there. 10% is not that big a deal in an area, say, as Labrador, where that might be, say, $50,000 and all you're doing is amortising that $50,000 over a 25 year mortgage instead of paying it to the homeowner on the spot.
1: And having a look at the Gold Coast units Now, they've been pretty resilient because if you look at the quarter up to June, in fact, the highest monthly gain among all capital cities in Australia, the rolling quarterly gains for units on the Gold Coast reached 3.9%, the strongest in the country, even surpassing Sydney's 3.5%. So how do you feel on the ground with regard to those prices around units?
3: Well, look, at the end of the day, they've got a finished product looking at some of those units. So they're always going to be in high demand, um, have a good yield and uh, return good for investors, good for people wanting to live there for the convenience of lock up and leave. So there'll always be an attraction there. And I think that translates through with those figures.
1: And Victoria, what's one of the areas that sort of surprised you for 2023 there, one of the suburbs in the Gold Coast? Is there anything that really just sort of puts its hand up and says, hey, we've really outperformed anybody else? I think Paradise Waters
3: is a bit of a shining beacon on the Gold Coast, right in the heart of the Gold Coast, yeah.
1: And I see, Alex, Hope Island, that median house price was in the positive side, 4%, compared to June of last year. Corrumbin Valley also up. Clear Island Waters was up. Burley Waters, probably no surprise. So some, some great suburbs there coming through and on the right side of the ledger.
2: Yes, and, and that's my point about looking at the percentages up and down. You you look at the value based on each product on its long term value. Clear Island Waters has always, in my opinion, been a little bit under Underpriced, a little bit undervalued. I'm pleased to say that there are a good couple of agencies in that in that area now promoting not just the individual property, uh, but uh, even ourselves. We promote the area and we talk about, you know, we talk about the wide shot, if you like, like what's the lifestyle, what are the conveniences of that area, and then you zoom in on the property. And a couple of those pockets that you mentioned are a little bit forgotten about. They're not really promoted strongly if you say some of those suburbs they, they say where are they so you have to kind of expand on the on the story of the area and that helps and not, not necessarily hope island but clear island Waters, very good
1: location now you mention uh, the wide shot, the zoom. One sort of uh, can now sort of navigate, segue into the movies because this is uh, another part of your life. So zoom away with it. What's been happening on the wide shot with your film? <laughs> so with the wide shot, we have
2: uh, we had the movie that we shot actually in Perth uh, during COVID. The, that's a movie called Avarice, and that will be launched in Australia in January. And we also have a movie called Sons of Summer. So that's a surfing kind of uh, thriller. Uh, surf and slaughter is how somebody put it to me. <laughs> <laughs> my my, my
1: favourite genre, surfing yes, and slaughter. Right. The
2: movie has a lot of surfing in it, but it's uh, about a drug heist, so to speak, without giving too much away. And Tamura Morrison plays a character. I don't know if anyone remembers the movie uh, No Country for Old Men, where there's this kind of creepy stalker killer. Tamura's kind of got that character about him so it's a it's a fun movie surf and slaughter we've got a couple more coming up as well in production right now
1: all right well movies and real estate they kind of go hand in hand and then you add a little bit of sunshine in the gold coast in the mix and i reckon you've got all three sides of the triangle covered I, i agree there's absolutely no need to live anywhere else wherever you're
2: living whoever's listening leave and come to the gold coast we'll see you soon
1: All right. Well, uh, Victoria and Alex, have yourself a fantastic Monday and we'll talk again soon. Thanks so
3: much, Craig. Lovely to talk to you again. Thanks, Craig.
0: Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights.
4: The lowest sale we saw was 750,000, but of course there was a, a, one of the highest sales on the high side of Sherwood and um, that one reached just under $5.5 5 million. I think they've gone hard, which is, I guess, helped uh, stop everyone's spending. But yeah, my prediction is it, it will be a pause and. They'll be just checking and uh, giving themselves another month or two to make the right calls.
2: We had about nine written offers on his property, but like we didn't disclose any of his circumstances or anything like that, just he needed to sell.
1: Michael's a little bit of a veteran. You've been on the show, what, four times in total?
4: Yeah, that's right, Craig, four times. We skipped over the one last year in Gisborne just for proximity purposes. Pretty happy in the end that we, we did that. It looked a, looked a little bit messy.